Welcome to the Blarney, the official London Irish podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 18 of the Blarney, the Academy Special. Coming up this week, we talk to Academy Director Nick Kennedy about all the latest Academy news. And we also speak to head coach Glenn Delaney on the, on the importance of the Academy from a senior squad point of view. And we look ahead to the penultimate game of the season versus Gloucester. Nick, thank you for joining us on the Blarney podcast this week. It's been a busy season for the Academy setup. Uh, if we start with the Ace guys, how have they got on this season? Our Ace guys have done very well. Uh, run by Giselle Mather, they made it to the semi final where they, they narrowly lost out. The guys have been fantastic. They've played some great rugby and we've signed Johnny Williams and Curtis Langdon from the Ace programme. So that has been a, a real big positive coming out of, of the Ace League this year for us. And obviously the season's not over yet. The under-15's got a big tournament this weekend. Can you talk us through what they've been up to? They do, yeah. The Harrow tournament, Sunday afternoon. It's, um, it's a big deal in the under-15's rugby. Billy Clark, Mike Crump, uh, James Lifer-Brown and Ivan Torpy have been uh, putting through their paces all season. They train on a Tuesday or Thursday night down in Basingstoke or up here in Sunbury. And... Um, They've, they've done really well in their tournament so far to date. There's, there's some great talent coming through that year group and I'm really excited to work with it in, in the upcoming years. So looking forward to how they get on on Sunday afternoon. And there have been quite a few players from the Academy setup getting international call-ups. Uh, can you just run us through which players have been lucky enough to go on for international honours this season? Yeah, um, if we start at the top, Tom Fowley with the under-20s. Um, as we work our way down the under-18s, Theo Broffy-Clues captain them and Curtis Langdon played for them as well, gaining caps. So that was fantastic for us to watch after training with them all year to see them go on and put the red rose on. It, um, that was incredible for us as coaches to see them do that. As we work down the under-17s, we've had Isaac Curtis-Harris, Jack Ingle, Matt Williams, Tom Parson all represent England under-17s and we go further down we, we had quite a few we had eight players at the England under-16s BMW festival uh, the regional festival um, which kept us busy all week watching those guys and then Ben Loder and Josh Basham went on to represent England under-16s against Wales in which they won 34-0 so yeah the guys have been extremely busy and, and working very hard which is great to see. And it must fill all of you, you and all the academy stuff a great pride to see players that, as you said, you've worked with all season and some of them for a couple of seasons going on to that to that um, international honours. Yeah, it is, it is. It, it makes us very proud. But at the same time, we've also got a load of kids that narrowly missed out. And like it is for every rugby team, sometimes it can be someone's opinion in selection. Um, Ollie Curry narrowly missed out on the England under-20s this year and the coaches happen to go with a couple of other players and it, it, it's fine margins at that at these stages it's not like they're getting watched every single week in, in the premiership games and you know coaches uh, every, everything's under the microscope so some of the under 17s calls under 16s calls the guys can just narrowly lose out but it doesn't mean that they're not going to do it eventually so yeah we know we've got a, a good batch of players to work with and, and continue to push for international honours with them and the news broke this week that there have been quite a few senior academy contracts handed out this se- uh, for next season. Um, if we just run through those first, well, you can tell us, tell us a little bit each for those players. Um, a lot of the supporters will have seen Theo Broffy clues earlier on in the season, London Irish's youngest ever try scorer. Can you tell us a little bit about him? Yeah, Theo has been at Abingdon School. He's currently studying for his A-levels very hard. Um, he's been in our setup for the last few years now. 
and yeah he's just been getting better and better each year and getting that experience with the first team was was invaluable to him he's, he's played for our second team as well and um, he's a very exciting prospect at, at fly half for us and Johnny Williams Johnny Williams has come through our ACE programme he's, he's actually had quite a few injuries this season which has been disappointing we haven't seen as much of him as we'd have liked but when he has played for our goal group our under 18s as, as, as we call it um, he's done well and for the ACE last season he was great and this season when he's played he's been great he's a He's a big physical ball carrying twelve, but you know he's, he's got a great pass as well. He gets on very well with Theo, so we, I really enjoy that sort of ten twelve combo. They've played together for a good few years, and I'm looking forward to seeing them develop through the club together. Curtis Langdon. Curtis again has come through the ACE program on, under Giselle Mather, and um, he's a you know he's a physical abrasive hooker, and uh, it, it's tough in the type five to all of a sudden get into men's rugby. So. It might take a little bit more time with Curtis, but um, he's definitely one to keep an eye on for, for the long-term future. And the other ones announced were Callum Watson and Harry Elrington. Can you tell us a little bit about those two as well? Yeah, Callum Watson is a is a young quick nine. He's at St George's School at the moment. He's been working very hard with Paul Hodgson. Every free period he's got, he ends up over here or Paul pops over to the school. So they've been working really hard together. And yeah, looking forward to seeing his progress. What well, now he's going to be a, a, a full-time professional with us. And Harry Elrington, I've known now for about a year and a half. He's a he's a big, explosive, ball-carrying loose head. Uh, he's just completed a season in National One with Loughborough University, and he graduates next month. And then he's going to join us on a full-time basis. And again, another one I'm really looking forward to seeing. How they develop once they're in this this full time full time coaching full time S and C, and looking forward to seeing how they push on. And so obviously that's all very exciting. They'll be joining Connor Murphy, Ross Neil, and Ollie Curry, who have also been uh, given contract extensions to the senior academy. Can you tell us a little bit about how how their season's got on as well? Yeah, Connor Murphy has been down at Henley, his loan club at Henley, as well as training with us, as all of our senior academy boys do. They're, they're out on loan as well as being in with us every day. And um, he's been a crucial part in Henley getting promoted. They are now in National One. Big celebrations last weekend. But a shame for Connor, he actually broke his leg after playing. He must have played in 28 games this year. And he's hardly had an injury. He's, he's been fantastic for Henley. And uh, he's going to be on the sidelines for a little while now, which is disappointing. But at the same time, if there was ever a good time to get injured, I'd say it is now. So he can come back strong for the start of next year. Ross Neal, he has been, um, he's had a tough season with injuries, big physical centre, looking forward to seeing more of him next year, seeing what he can do, trying to get game time week in, week out with Isha. And he was with Ireland under 20s, narrowly missed out on, on their selection, having spent a few weekends over there with them. Um, and yeah, for Ross, it's about staying fit. He, you know, he's a big physical guy, he needs to stay fit and, and start playing week in, week out for Isha. And last up, Oli Curry. He is a guy that's been playing week in, week out for Isha. He's done very well. He's the one of the top contributors every week. He's extremely fit. He gets 75 contributions each game, which is very high, especially from the second row. And um, he's made he's made great progress this year and hopefully continues along that curve for next season. So, Drew, you heard from Academy Director Nick Kennedy there about the players who have been handed senior academy contracts. Um, and they'll be joining the likes of Conor Murphy, Ross Neal, and Ollie Curry. What's the importance of having that academy set up for the club? 
it's in, in terms of long-term future and sustainability, hugely important. Um, and the players coming in to join the three that you just mentioned, very talented young players. Theo Broffy clues obviously supporters would have seen a lot of him. Played in uh, the A-League and the LV Cup, scored the try against Scarlets, obviously. Um, but a really good player, England under-18 captain. Um, so a really promising player in a very tricky position. Uh, if you if you think about the the fly half pivotal, um, if the fly half plays well, generally the side plays well, and uh, to have a, a player of his ilk coming through is huge. And obviously Curtis Langdon and Johnny Williams, two un- England under eighteen players, Callum Watson as well, the youngest Watson brother who's played for the 17s, England under 17s. So they've got great pedigree, and Harry Arrington, who's come through a different route, but nevertheless still a very promising young, big, tough, physical player who under the tutelage of the, the three coaches should you know really push on next year. So it, the players are there, but importantly, we've got the foundations in place to look after these players um, because that, that's essentially that's what you need. You need coaches who are able to drive and develop these young guys and turn them into London Irish first team players of the future. And as you mentioned, London Irish first team players of the future. And there have been a few who have been getting some game time recently and also some of the guys who are currently in the senior academy as well, uh, the likes of Oli Curry and Ross Neil, as I said. Um, so what sort of culture are they building within the academy to try and get these boys pushing on to further honours within the club? I think the culture is synonymous between the, the, the academy and the first team. It's all about work ethic, um, you know, earning the right to play. And these boys are putting in, in the hours. And, you know, look at someone like Connor Murphy, who's unfortunately um, just got an injury. But he, the work he's put in for Henley this year, he's been one of their standout players. And they've got promoters, so they'll be in National League One next year. Uh, and the work they're doing at London Irish is really paying dividends for when they go away and actually put that into practice in competitive rugby. Um, so it's all about working hard and earning that right to play. And you know, the players like Richard Palfman is probably the one player that's that's really worked the hardest this year. And it's been three years of really hard work for Richard, and we're starting to see that pay dividends. And uh, you know, Glenn Delaney will, will allude to that later in the interview as well. But you know, a lot of time and, and effort's been put into Richard. And now we're seeing you know, a young kid who's 20 years old coming up against quality premiership opposition and really holding his own. So that's something that the club can really be proud of. Well, Glenn, thanks for joining us on this episode of the Blarney Podcast. Uh, we've actually also caught up with Nick Kennedy on this Academy special. So I want to start by firstly talking about the Academy players that we've announced this week as joining the Senior Academy next year and a little bit about those guys and generally the importance of having an academy structure in place that will hopefully allow these players to come through and be first team players of of the future so firstly starting with the the senior academy players can you can you give us your thoughts on a few of these young guys yeah look i think the um the reality is those guys have all earned the contracts and that's that's really where we're at you know we do need obviously a very strong academy pushing through but um the talent that goes in there it's 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 even probably more important to ensure that you've got the right people in there um, and I think we're getting there, and um, you know, certainly we've seen some of those lads in the senior team this year. Um, you know, Ollie Curry's been involved, um, Theo Broffy Clues has been involved, uh, Ross Neal was involved in, in A League games. So there's a there's a lot of uh, of opportunity for those lads to come through. And then you you, you drop down, you, you know, Johnny Williams has been playing age grade at uh, rugby, as has Curtis Langdon um, and Callum Watson as well. So um, when you look at the profile of those players, um, they they are spot on. And now it's for us to to work obviously with those guys to, to push them through and make sure that they're developing and you know even even a late developer like uh, Harry Ellerington is um, is going to be really important for us he's come through a slightly different route but we saw him in pre-season last year and he impressed us all so um, 
it's a really good opportunity, I think, for the club to, to re-establish the, the desire to have those players pushing through and being part of our first team. You talk about Harry uh, Ellerington, Harry took a different route. That's why I guess the structure is so important, to ensure that you've got a group of coaches in there and administrators that can look after these players from 13 through to sort of 21, 22, 23. Yeah, the framework was put in place and, and uh, you know over a year ago now with... Um, with Nick obviously leading it, um, Dick and Dodge doing the, the double act uh, route there. We've had Billy and Giselle supporting that with obviously a, an SNC infrastructure with Nick Gallagher solely focused uh, and Manny solely focused on their, on their rehabilitation and medical side. So when you look at the investment that the club's made to support these players, um, it, is a, it, is a, it is a big, a big investment, um, but it's certainly one that we know we're going to get a return from. So um, you know, it's, uh, it, it bodes well for the future. It puts us back to a position where we can we can trust the fact that when talented players go into our system, they're going to come out better players and, and really sort of, uh, I guess, hedges our bets that, that we've got a good idea these players will come through and be in the first team in the future. And two of the senior academy players who will be in the first team next year, Richard Polferman and, and Jared Ellis, were involved last Friday at the Rec when you uh, took on Bath. Uh, can you give us your thoughts on, on, the, on the encounter? Yeah, it was a look. It was a game of two halves, really, for us. I mean, um, we were hit at half time, thirteen twelve, and uh, uh, the penalty count seemed to be twelve four against us. So um, those two numbers don't don't quite match up. Um, it was pretty frustrating to watch um, and not get you know try not to get too emotionally involved with, um, I guess, the jurists that our lads were under. Um, the second half, I think Bath were outstanding, and I think you, you know credit to them. Um, the reality was that they they threw their bench on, um, and uh, you know some big big players coming on with a lot of experience and you know I think uh, we, we suffered a bit from the energy we had to expend in that first half so um, the second half was something that we weren't that happy with certainly that first 10-15 minutes um, Bath showed the quality that they have and, and really challenged our defence and scored some, some good tries um, very pleasing for us is that we finished strongly and um, the one thing I will say about this group of players we have is you know, we're never down and out. We're never, we're never, we're never put the flag up. We're never beaten. We keep, we keep going and we keep going. And we scored a really good try uh, at the back end, which um, you know left a uh, left something for us. Uh, you know, we we were well beaten on the scoreboard, but to be hit at half time and then you know finish strongly, what we need to make sure that we do is that we have those those little down points. We find a way of relieving the pressure, and uh, that's what we've got to keep working on. Do you see similarities where, of where London Irish are now and perhaps where Bath were two seasons ago? Because they've got a lot of personnel that, that have gone to the club that we obviously know quite well from London Irish. And they seem to have put the foundations in place a couple of years ago, mm. got their recruitment cycle right, and are now uh, bearing the rewards of that. Do you see similarities in where we are now and where we could be in a couple of years? Yeah, I do. I think um, you know the Bath, the Bath team that was under the previous coaching regime, which um, they elected to make a change there, that was three years ago. And they were in a very similar position in the league to where we were, um, inconsistent with some of their performances. Um, but really, what you do is, is you put a put a foundation in place. You've got to you've got to invest. You've got to really drive into it and, and front load it. You can't expect something to come from nothing. So, the preparatory work has to go in, and, and we think we've done that over the last twelve months. Um, certainly, um, the signs are there that you know the form of our team since Christmas has been great. So we're showing now that we can we can be in that middle table range. Um, now the opportunity is for us to, to have put a full season together of that type of form and ensure that we're finishing in that middle middle part of the table. Um, the reality is that it will take a bit of time to, to bed everything down. You know, there's new coaches, new players, um, but the infrastructure is set. You know, we have got a foundation here that we can add to. And you know, for, from from my perspective, I think the new people coming in are really going to add to the environment and really bring some some new challenging things. 
um, will be challenged. You know, the players will be challenged on how they play, um, and then the new players, I think, will bring their own their own expertise and skill to the party and, and develop with us. But you know, I think that uh, I feel confident that uh, the investment's been made in the right way. The foundations are there, and um, you know, when you put the academy dovetailing into the the transitional group into the first team, and you can see the likes of, of as we sort of spoke about Richard Polferman and, and Gerard Ellis. You know, Richard's been with us for three years, so. You know, three years in the making, we've we've got a tight head that can cope in the Premiership and play well. And uh, for Richard to go out against Paul James and Rob Webber uh, and and be be dominant um, is 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 fantastic for him. It shows that he's applied himself. We got it right with the player. He's been developed and he's come through. And Gerard, similarly, you know, he's had he's had injury issues, but um, you know, has got a has got a big future. And notwithstanding that, there's guys like Tom Smallbone and Johnny Harris that are waiting in the wings. So. We have got the balance right. The profile of the, of the squad is, is becoming more balanced with youth and experience. And uh, I think you know the, the, future, the future bodes well for us. And uh, it, it needs a lot of hard work, which the work ethic here is great. And uh, you know, I think that's, that's going to be the thing that will give us the, the best opportunity. And Gloucester, next weekend, you would have loved to have been playing this weekend, obviously, in Europe. But next weekend, hopefully, if the weather's nice, it's always a bit of a classic. It was last year, especially. I think it was a 33-31 victory to Gloucester in the end, so a real close game. Is that what you're expecting, open, expansive rugby? Yeah, this time of the year, absolutely. I think um, it's, it's not a case of we have nothing to lose, but we've got every opportunity to show how, how good we can be. And uh, we're going to go to Gloucester with an attitude that we're, we're going to score tries, we're going to go and put them under pressure, and we're going to see how good their defence is against our attack. And... Uh, I would say our attack has really come on a, a treat. Richie and, and Taints have done a brilliant job really getting us into good attacking shape and giving us the opportunity to score lots of tries. So, you know, the dovetail of that is defensively we've been strong. We've had a relatively poor performance defensively for, for, for one half against Bath. But outside of that, the defence has held it. It's the end of the bargain up, giving the attack a chance to flourish. So, you know, we're going to go there with a, with a real attacking mindset. That's really where we've been. And uh, we expect that uh, Gloucester will probably want to do the same. So um, I think it'll be a good game to watch. Um, might be a bit of a heart racing one to to coach, but um, look at the end of the day, we 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 want to go and show how good we are and how good we can become. Perfect. Well, Glenn, thanks very much for your time as always, and we'll speak to you again soon. No worries. So Drew has mentioned there in that interview with Glenn Gloucester, not this weekend, but the weekend after penultimate game of the season down at King's Own. Always, you know, a good encounter late on in the season, wide open running. What are you expecting to see? First, it's, I mean, it's a great place to go and play. King's home, 14,000, the shed on your back. It's, it's a great day and it's a great experience. Um, yeah, I mean, last year it was a cracking game of rugby. I think it was a very close game of rugby and both sides scored some tries and I'm sure both sides will, will be wanting to put on that sort of show again. Uh, Gloucester obviously have a big game against Edinburgh this weekend. Um, so we'll obviously see if that has any effect on, on next week's game as well um, but yeah I mean as I say great place to go and play um, you know there's still plenty for us to play for we've got Gloucester well on our sites and a win there could mean that that all important final game of the season at Wasps we, we could you know hopefully finish higher at the table that is everything for this week's edition of the Blarney podcast make sure you tune in again next time and until then make sure you subscribe and leave a review Thank you for listening to The Blarney, the official London Irish podcast.